Our first uh, scripture reading is from the last book of the Bible, the book of Revelation, chapter 1, verses 4 through 8. John, to the seven churches that are in Asia, grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come, and from the seven spirits who are before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead, and the ruler of the kings of the earth. To him who loves us and freed us from our sins by his blood and made us to be a kingdom, priests serving his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Look, he is coming with the clouds. Every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. And on his account, all the tribes of the earth will wail. So it is to be. Amen. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I would like to begin this morning with the question. And the question is this, what do you think life is going to be like for you in this new year? I think there's probably one word that we all can think of, and that is the word different. And if I'm wrong about that, you come and see me, and I promise to refund your 2021 giving uh, to this church here at Chestnut Level. As I said earlier, today marks the first Sunday of 2021, a new year, and most likely one that is going to be different from last year. At least I know many of us hope so. Years are kind of like snowflakes. No two are alike. In fact, the reality of life today is the breathtaking pace of change. And everywhere we gaze on the horizon, we see change coming in this new year. And, you know, that's true even if you're one of those gadget and gizmo fanatics because it's really hard to keep up with all the technological advancements. And yet, if we don't, we're, we feel like we're probably going to get left behind. I happened to get a brand new iPhone 12 mini for the new year and I have to tell you, already, I am lost. It's got multiple cameras. There's no home button on the bottom like I'm used to. And now I have to use Face ID to be able to log into it. Already, I am longing for my iPhone 7, even though it wasn't working right. Well, as we look out into this new year of 2021, it might help for us to glance back 2,000 years to the first century. The first century was a time of change and confusion. Rome was crumbling, and the people took out their frustrations on a struggling band of people called Christians by throwing them to the lions, nailing them to crosses, using them as human torches, locking them up in prisons, and burning down their houses of worship. But out on the Greek coast, on a little island called Patmos, there was a man who wrote a letter to these embattled people to try to bolster their sagging spirits. We have the letter to prove it. It's called 
the book of Revelation. And John writes this book in order to encourage these suffering, persecuted, oppressed Christians. And what he gives them in 95 A.D. is the same thing that I think we need in 2021 A.D. And that is a fresh vision of the glory and majesty of Jesus Christ. Jesus may have come into this world as a baby, which we just celebrated 10 days ago. But he didn't stay that way. Instead, he grew up into a being that the universe could not control, but instead, one who controls the universe. And the good news, the good news is that it is this Christ who goes with us into this new year. In the first chapter of the book of Revelation, John has this spectacular vision in which he is taken up through a trap door and he sees heaven from the inside. So I want to invite you to join me as I continue that scripture reading from Revelation chapter 1. I'm going to pick it up in verse 9 and read through verse 18. Revelation chapter 1, verses 9 through 18. I, John, your brother and companion in the suffering and kingdom and patient endurance that are ours in Jesus, was on the island of Patmos, because of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. On the Lord's day, I was in the spirit, and I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet, which said, write on a scroll what you see, and send it to the seven churches, to Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamum, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. I turned around to see the voice that was speaking to me, and when I turned, I saw seven golden lampstands. And among the lampstands was someone like a son of man, dressed in a robe, reaching down to his feet, and with a golden sash around his chest. The hair on his head was white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were like blazing fire. His feet were like bronze glowing in a furnace, and his voice was like the sound of rushing waters. In his right hand he held seven stars, and coming out of his mouth was a sharp double-edged sword. His face was like the sun shining in all its brilliance. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead. Then he placed his right hand on me and said, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I was dead, and now look, I am alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys of death and Hades. Friends, this too is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Would you join me in a moment of prayer? Let us pray. Our gracious God, these are uh, deep and mysterious words that we are hearing this morning. And so we pray that your Holy Spirit may come now and help interpret these things for us so that we might know the meaning that these words hold for our life and faith in 2021. Come now and fill us with the light and life and love of Jesus Christ as we pray in his name. Amen. Well, if uh, you flip through any of the Gospels, uh, you will not find one place where we are given a physical description of Jesus Christ. 
In fact, the only place in the New Testament where we are given a physical description of Jesus is in the book of Revelation. And in Revelation chapter 1, we receive this wonderful vision. His head and hair were white as wool, white as snow. His eyes were like a flame of fire. His feet were like burnished bronze, refined as in a furnace. And his voice was like the sound of many waters. And his face was like the sun shining with full force. And then I love what uh, John says. He says, I took one look at him and I fell at his feet as though dead. Who wouldn't? The point is, this is a big portrait of Jesus Christ. Pastor author John MacArthur tells of the time that there was this evangelist traveling around Southern California who was telling people that Jesus appears to him every day. And this man was going on and on at a Bible conference about how Jesus had appeared to him that very morning in the bathroom while the man was shaving. And John MacArthur asked him, what did you do? And the man said, well, I just kept right on shaving. And John MacArthur said to the man, that wasn't Jesus. In other words, no human can lay eyes on the dazzling, majestic, glorified Christ and just keep right on doing what you're doing, like shaving. As a matter of fact, John takes one look at this towering figure and then he writes to the seven churches. He says, folks, I need to tell you something. I've seen Caesar's boss. I've seen the ruler of the, ki of the kings of the earth. One of my favorite praise songs is a Michael W. Smith song called You Are Holy. I think it has some important words in trying to describe this awesome God. Michael W. Smith sings, You are Lord of Lords, you are King of Kings, you are mighty God, Lord of everything. You're Emmanuel, you're the great I Am, you're the Prince of Peace, who is the Lamb. You're the living God. You're my saving grace. You will reign forever. You are ancient of days. You're Alpha, Omega, beginning and end. You're my Savior, Messiah, Redeemer, and friend. You're my Prince of Peace, and I will live my life for you. Jesus is our Savior, Messiah, Redeemer, and friend. And friends, here's some good news as we launch out into this new year. Jesus Christ is the only one who is able to wipe away the mistakes of our past, all of our failures, all of the things that we have ever done wrong. They're all gone by His blood, by His grace. And you and I get a fresh start and a new beginning. What a wonderful truth this is for you and me as we begin this new year of 2021 together that you and i stand on the promises that god will be there for us each and every moment of every day no matter what so what's stopping us from embracing this wonderful truth i think the biggest obstacle that you and i face in following jesus christ is that of time time there was a book a few years ago titled Faster, the Acceleration of Just About Everything. And the cover of that book was very clever, uh, clever because it was blurry and, and out of focus. And the book is about the accelerating velocity of, of, of everything in life, from transportation to the transmission of information over the Internet 
to science, technology, arts, and entertainment. And probably none of us even have the time to read it, but listen to what it says in the introduction to that book. It says, you and I demand that everything be instant. Instant coffee, instant copies, instant photos, instant email. We run up escalators. We yell, hurry up at our microwaves. We have the need for speed. It also says in the book that you know those times when you get on an elevator and you push the closed door button and it seems like nothing happens? The author says nothing does happen. Most uh, uh, closed door uh, buttons on elevators are not hooked up to anything. He said it is simply a placebo for people who cannot wait the five seconds, so they put the button there just to give you something to do. You might want to try it sometime. More important than time, though, is the issue of timing. Timing. Let's go back to Christmas for just a moment. And if you think about it, everything, everything seemed to happen to Mary at the wrong time. She thinks, Lord, this is no time to be pregnant. I'm not even married. And then while pregnant, there's this required census. And so Mary has to leave her home in Nazareth. And she has to travel the dusty roads to Bethlehem. She has to leave behind her family. She has to leave behind her system of support. But the Apostle Paul reminds us in the book of Galatians, chapter 4, verses 4 and 5. When the time had fully come, God sent His Son, born of a woman, born under the law, in order to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as children. Now, some of you out there may be thinking, now, wait a minute, John, <laughs> that was no time for a baby to be born. That was a time of fear and violence. It, it was a time in which there were people in a land crushed by oppression. That was no night for a baby to be born in Bethlehem when there was no room at the inn. But if you think that, you're wrong. The Apostle Paul says that it was at the perfect time that a woman became pregnant and a baby was born. Is there anything harder to plan than the birth of a baby? I think I may have shared with you before that my youngest daughter, Emily, was born at the worst possible time on a Sunday morning because I was scheduled to preach at the church I was serving at the time in Virginia on that Sunday morning. But we had figured, what's the odds, one in seven, that a baby will be born on a Sunday morning? Well, Emily decided to be born on Sunday morning. And she was born at 6.30 in the morning, and so I was able to still make it back to church on time. But as you know, as you moms know out there, babies come when babies come. But not this baby whom we worship as our God and King. Because God meticulously orchestrated every last detail of this baby's birth, even to the very location. Because after all of his conquests, Caesar Augustus settled into the ordinary affairs of running an empire by counting heads and raising taxes. Except in that day, there was no middle class tax cut. So Joseph left his home in Nazareth, giddy up his camel with Mary, his pregnant wife, and they headed to Bethlehem. 
And the prophecy from the Old Testament of a baby born in Bethlehem was fulfilled. Oh, friends, make no mistake about it. This baby arrived right on time. And friends, this baby grew up to be the Lord of all time. I think the most uh, beautiful part of our scripture reading this morning comes in verse 17, where, where John is passed out from fear. He's lying on the ground. He, he's lost consciousness after gazing into the terror and, and face of this giant Christ. And it says this, he placed his right hand on me and said, do not be afraid. Would you like to hear a good New Year's resolution? It's one I need. I have a feeling it's one you probably need too. Don't sweat the small stuff. Don't worry. Don't worry about things like cars and cows, colleges and computers, COVID and cash. Don't worry if people like you or not. Just remember there's someone who loves you and who died for you. And the book of Revelation says he holds all the stars and you and me in the palm of his hand. This mighty Christ pats John the disciple on the back saying, it's going to be okay, John. Do not be afraid. There are far too many children in our country today who are afraid because things are not normal. They're not like they used to be. We need this mighty Christ to reach down with His right hand, touch our children, touch our young people, touch our families, and say, don't be afraid. There may be a person out there watching who's been praying for the right job, or maybe just any job. We need this mighty Christ to reach down with His right hand, touch our economy, place His right hand on the shoulders of, of job seekers and businesses. Say those words. Don't be afraid. Huh. Fear is causing a lot of Americans to, to wonder about our government and, and the future of our country. We need this mighty Christ to reach down with His right hand and firmly and gently say to us, do not be afraid. Friends, as we head and launch out into 2021, despite all the evidence to the contrary, God knows what He's doing. He is in control of all things. And may our hearts and souls be comforted and calmed with the priceless gift of His power and presence. When I was down in the Charlotte area of North Carolina just a few days ago for the wedding service and reception for my daughter, Emily, before one of the meals that I was going to pray over for the food, 
I stood up and said, God is good. And wouldn't you know it, everybody in the room with one voice responded, all the time. And then I said, and all the time. And with one voice, they all responded, God is good. I'd like for you to try that at home right now. But I also would like you to continue to use that as your mission statement as we head into this new year together. God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. Let us pray. God, you are good, and you are good all the time. And we give you thanks for this towering figure of Jesus Christ who ushers us mightily into this new year of 2021. And he does it with his power and presence. Help us to realize that there is no greater encouragement for any of us than to have a fresh new vision of his glory and majesty. We pray that amidst all the changes that come our way, we may stand firm and confident in your consistent, persistent, and steadfast love. May it bring us all comfort in times of fear and despair as you place your hand on our shoulders to lift us up and to guide our steps. And it's in the majestic name and power of Jesus Christ that we pray all these things and who taught us to pray saying, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.